to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. If you're anything like Sayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Preck. And today I have an awesome guest for you guys, Amanda Cruz. She is a mom, a real estate investor. She started her own business, started as a W-2 worker, and now owns multiple mobile home parks. And so she is just crushing it in this space. So I'm super excited to hear her journey, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys as well. So Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Amanda, can you give our listeners a little bit more of an insight about who you are, your background, and how you got started with real estate? Absolutely. So I think probably like a lot of your listeners, I started in the W-2 world, right? That's what my parents did. That's what everybody I knew did. I had a W-2 job for a long time that I absolutely loved. And as I grew in that, I started realizing the people that were two or three levels ahead of me I didn't want their jobs. I didn't want to have to check my emails when I was on vacation. I wanted to be able to take time off and just be off. And that really got me thinking, hey, it would be great if I could make my own way in the world, start my own business. And so I did just that with the best timing ever, right after I had my first child and went back from maternity leave. That's when I decided to make the leap into my own business. So obviously that was not the best timing wise there. I was spending nights feeding my baby and responding to emails from distributors in China and weekends and holidays and all of that. I spent a year. And when that was really getting a bit of traction, I actually came to realize the product was not safe. And I had to make a really, really difficult decision to completely abandon the business that I had spent a year on and was my hope of getting out of the W-2 world. So at the time it felt completely devastating. Like I just wasted this year. What am I doing? I was already starting to get interested in real estate as an investment vehicle, as a way to grow wealth. And I decided, Hey, I'm going to pivot. We're going to do real estate investing. So my husband and I bought a duplex. We bought it right off of the MLS. This was 2018. So it wasn't the best time to buy something off the MLS, but it wasn't the worst. And we knew just getting started was sort of the best thing. So we bought it, we fixed it up and we got tenants in place and that went pretty smoothly. I mean, there was a bunch of mold on the floor when we pull up the floorboards, but you know, in a grand scheme of revamping a house, not so bad. So we kept going. We did a burr a couple months later. And again, that went okay. It went you know, pretty well. We got our cash out. We got the tenants in place. Everything was going okay. I didn't love managing contractors. I didn't love estimating repair costs. So I didn't feel like that was going to be our forever niche. 
I also wanted to move a little bit faster than individual single family homes were going to allow us. We got into notes on individual mobile homes next. So basically we bought individual mobile homes from people that needed to sell them quickly, just like people do with single family homes. And then we turned right around and sold them to families who were going to live in them. And we carried the note. So we're still the bank on these individual mobile homes and people pay us a mortgage payment on a monthly basis. That was sort of life-changing when we started getting 18% interest on these notes, which is an amazing return. And we also could get families in housing that they otherwise wouldn't be able to get qualified for. It's really difficult to actually find financing on a used mobile home. So that was really when we decided, hey, there's really something in this mobile home space. Let's take it a step further and go into mobile home parks. And we did that and we haven't looked back. We're closing on our third property, our third mobile home park here in a couple of weeks. So we'll be at 80 lots. I expect for us to close on several more next year. So we're really excited about that space and just having found our niche and our passion. Oh, wow. I mean, you guys have done so much in this space and all with the brand new parents at the same time and a brand new baby. So I want to kind of go back a little bit. While you started that first business, were you still working your W-2 jobs during the daytime and then running your business every moment that you got like afterwards and on weekends and all your time was spent on the business at the same time? Absolutely. Especially back then, I hadn't yet invested in myself. I didn't read books about being efficient or hiring out anything. So I did everything myself. I mean, looking back, that business was doomed from the start. I was building my own website. I did my own Pinterest marketing. I'm not a marketing expert, right? I was sort of the typical do-it-yourselfer at the time that I was spending a lot of time in that space. And I still have a W-2 job that I will be getting out of in just a couple of months and I cannot wait. So that'll be a whole new sort of era in investing. Oh, that's super exciting to get to that point where you had that choice, whether or not you want to stay in your W-2 or to be able to pivot and completely focus on your passion and what you want to focus on. Absolutely. I mean, that's such a game changer of being able to have more time to dedicate where we want. And it'll be basically working on the business four days a week. And one day a week, I'll be with our kids. We have two now. So it'll be really nice to have that balance. And that's really what a lot of business owners, real estate investors are looking for is that additional family time and being able to spend your time how you really want. Yeah. And especially starting your own business as a new mom, you really took that risk and that leap of faith that something was going to work out. And at the same time, you know, it's really challenging, especially while you're trying to recover for yourself. You're trying to figure out the ropes of how to take care of this new little baby, this new little person that you have complete responsibility for, and you're still navigating all these new different paths. But at the same time, if you never took that chance on yourself, that chance on your business, you'd always have in the back of your mind, like, what if, like, oh, I should have maybe tried it. What if I did this? And I think one of the biggest things is having that regret of never actually started, never actually tried to do something. 100%. I mean, as they say, when they interview people on their deathbeds, right? Like, what is your biggest regret in life? And it's always something you didn't do, not something you did do. And so for me, we had to give it a shot because, and even getting into mobile home parks, of course, we had family members and friends who were like, wait, you're doing what? That seems really risky. Well, 
I'm in my thirties, you know, like what's the worst that can happen? We totally bomb and we still have decades to bring ourselves back. And that compared to keeping a W2 job where you know, that's not your passion. I mean, the worst case scenario is we totally bomb. And then I'm back to having a W2 job, which is where I already was. So if you really think of the risk of not doing it, and then you'll regret it for the rest of your life for the worst case scenario to be back where you are now. It's really not that big of a risk to start with. And so also, I think one of the great things that you had mentioned too, is after a year of trying this out, you yourself recognized that this wasn't the right path for you, that you wanted to pivot into something else. What got you to that point in that moment that you decided that now is the right time to change paths, move towards a different way instead of continuing down this current business that you've been focused on for the past year? It was a, that was a really tough decision. So the product that we were selling was a gender reveal product. And we started getting reports of things going wrong. And for me, it just wasn't worth the risk to have your business focused on a product that could potentially not be safe, especially when you're dealing with pregnant women. And that was something that it didn't take long. I mean, I let it sit for a couple of days while I just really thought about what the next step was. And I'll tell you one thing that I do whenever I'm in that sort of like place where I need to make a decision and stuff is weighing on me. I take silent walks. It's my favorite thing to do. I do it a couple of times a week and it allows me to just walk through stuff in my head that I've been fighting back and forth on what is the next step and not having music and just being with my thoughts. I did that several times over the few days there and just realized, okay, it is what it is. We need to call it quits and pivot into this other thing, which I already had interest in. And I knew that would mean up to a year's worth of lost time. And that's sucked, right? That's really hard. But I also knew I'd learned plenty of stuff and could get into the next thing faster from what I had learned already starting a business. So after you decided to make that pivot and you decided to buy your first duplex, you guys also started to, after you did your duplex, you did the birth strategy and did a couple of things after. So every time you decided to pivot into something else or look at some type of different asset class in real estate, how did you guys decide on what to do next? Honestly, I think we were like a lot of early real estate investors sort of lost. Just, we know we want to be in real estate Let's just jump into one thing and try it. Okay, this was okay, but let's try something slightly different. We'll stick with single family, but how about we try to do it where we don't have as much money out of pocket, right? Because just buying a duplex with 20% down, that took a lot of money out of our pocket. So then let's try a burr where then we can recoup that money and then move on to the next one. And I think we just realized, hey, I don't really love construction management or we want to move faster. And that's really what got us looking into different types of things. I was really educating myself so much at that time, absorbing everything I could, learning about different asset classes and different niches and just seeing what was out there. And then at some point, once we really like focused on mobile homes, that's where we just decided to go deep. Like once we found our space, it was time to trust ourselves, trust our education and just go all in in that space. 
Yeah. With real estate, there's so many different ways that you can get into it. Just like you mentioned, there's single family homes, there's mobile home parks, self-storage, multifamily, construction, ground-up development. There's so many different ways that you can get involved with it. And then as you're first starting new, you don't really know what you like and dislike. And so you're trying to figure all that out. But once you really do, and then you really niche down into something that you're passionate about, how did that transform for you after you really decided and found what you truly were interested in? Yeah, it changes everything because then you can put all of your energy into growing. We have now three parks all in Western North Carolina. We've built a team. We have partners. I just brought on an assistant. So being able to really scale, it's so helpful in focus now we can direct mail. We have a system for virtual assistants who are working for us to find leads. And if you're doing three different things, you can't build those systems as quickly. Whereas once you decide to focus in one area, it really allows you to focus your energy and then grow faster from there. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So how did you guys even get into mobile home parks to begin with? How did you guys find the first deal? And then how did you guys make that pivot transition? Honestly, it was after those notes on the individual mobile homes is when we made the decision, hey, we really like this. We like being in the affordable housing space. We like giving safe homes to people and making a great return at the same time. And when we decided that, we started cold calling. At first, my husband was doing all of the work himself. He was driving around, finding parks, doing the lookup of the owner information, calling them himself. Now we have virtual assistants who do that for us. But at first, he was doing all of that. He spent months calling sellers and I'm sure a lot of listeners know how it is when you're not making traction and you're trying so hard. So we would have so many conversations where he was like, we're not getting anywhere. We're not going to get our park. And I was like, it just takes one. It just takes one. And then it'll just happen quickly. And it did. It took probably three months of calling to get a seller with a good deal that we were interested in and another four or five to get it under contract. She didn't move quickly. She was on country time, as we call it. Like it was Western North Carolina. You know, she didn't need to sell. If we didn't buy it, she was just going to keep it. So it took months. And of course, we're so nervous the whole time. Like, is this going to be our first park? Is it not? Is it going to work out? And then we actually, so we got it under contract, I think January of 2020. And we closed the first week of April, 2020. Height of the pandemic, everything is in lockdown. We were terrified. It was our first mobile home park investment. And I mean, I must've run those numbers 50 times. I was like, is anybody going to pay us? Are everybody's losing their jobs left and right? Are the tenants going to be able to pay? Are they going to know that we don't know what we're doing and just know that they just not pay us? You know, it was absolutely terrifying, but 
that's really the story of our, our first park. And, and now that park has been turned around and it is the best thing that ever happened. We bought it for a little under 600,000 and now it's worth a little over a million dollars. So we were able to get that 400,000 in equity in about a year and a half and build that net worth. So that's been really life-changing. So did you guys purchase this one on your own or did you have partners for help? We purchased this one on our own. Yeah. We're starting to bring on investors now, um, but we purchased this one by ourselves. And then we've had partners for other ones. And our third one, we're actually doing a cash out refinance of the first park and, and using that to buy the third one. So as you guys were putting in and pursuing this deal, were you guys the only one on this deal or were there other offers on the line? And how did you guys differentiate yourself between the other different potential buyers out there? So we were the only ones because we were cold calling and everybody knows how hard it is to get deals these days. That's really key is being in that pipeline, especially in mobile home parks. We work with brokers and they send us stuff, but it's they're never as good as the deals that you get going direct to sellers. And that's one of the things we really like about mobile home parks is there's still a lot of them that are owned by the couples and the families that built them a couple of decades ago. So you still have that opportunity to go call them directly and be the only person that they're talking to, or they may be getting other mailings, but only a handful, right? It's not, if you can get them before they go on to the brokers, that's really where you have the opportunity to be the only or one of only a few people that are interested buyers. So now you have this first mobile home park under contract. You guys are super excited. This deal is now closed. What was the business plan for it? And what were the first steps that you guys took to start to run the park efficiently? Yeah. So rents is a big thing in all real estate, right? Making sure your rents are at market value. We also did some submetering of the water lines, which is a big piece in mobile home parks. So that was really helpful on the income side. And it was run just like you hear about with mom and pops, right? There wasn't a system. There were no systems. They were taking cash at their house for rent payments. And so systematizing, making it run like an actual business and improving the infrastructure. Those are all things that we did within the first year to just really make it a great asset. Awesome. And the big question I'd love to ask you, you're still working your W-2, you're running a successful business. You are a mom of two, how are you able to do all of this? And how do you balance your time and make sure that your kids are getting the attention that they need, the business is getting the attention that they need. And like, everything is just balanced in your life. I mean, you know, there'll be times where it's unbalanced, but at the same time, how do you manage your time and how do you find time to do all this stuff? Honestly, the, the thing that I now do is I don't do everything. Like I brought on an assistant to really take the stuff that wasn't serving me. And I make sure to take time for myself. I mentioned I like to go on silent walks. Doing that or like even not listening to music at the gym and just putting headphones in and thinking, it's amazing the relaxation that you can get from just allowing yourself time away from consumption, either reading books or your kids needing something or chatting with your husband or being on work calls. All of that takes energy. So being able to just take some amount of time several times a week to focus on myself and calm thoughts, like that is super helpful in just 
feeling like I'm not overwhelmed and centering, picking the most important things that are the next steps and just going after those and letting some stuff go. There are a million things I want to do. I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably feel the same way where you, you want to do 10 different things and really taking time to think what can wait until later that later may mean never, <laughs> what can wait until later? What does not need to be done right now? And what is the most important right now? Yeah, absolutely. As being a mom myself too, I totally understand that because if you yourself as a parent are completely overwhelmed, you're not coming as your best self to your kids either. You're not coming as your best self to your business, to your W-2 workers. So if you have that little time to yourself to kind of cool down and just reflect and just have some you time, quiet time, it really does help a lot. And it really helps to bring out the best in you so that you're able to focus and be present, you know, with whatever tasks that you're working on. 100%. I also think there's a lot to be said about gratitude. I really, you know, it's so easy to focus on what other investors have done that you haven't, or, Hey, this other investor has a thousand lots, or they were able to quit their job earlier, all these things. But if I look back at three and a half years ago, I didn't have any real estate experience. And now we have 80 lots of mobile home parks. If I had told myself that three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to believe it. So being able to give yourself some grace and being thankful for what, how far you have come, we really try breakfast and at dinner, like when we bring the family together to just have one round of what are we looking forward to today? What is something good that happened today? What are we excited about? And just trying to bring back the positivity. And that also just really helps with focusing on the good things that are happening because all of us really do have a lot of good things we can be focusing on. Yes. I totally resonate with that because there's so much out there where people are posting and then you're seeing all their success. But then if you really think about it, like you said, if you were your person back, like if you looked at yourself a couple of years ago and you looked at where you've achieved today, right? You would consider yourself like very successful and you'd be like, I want to be at that point. I want to be at that level when I get to that spot. And so actually just recognizing and really showing that gratitude for how much you've accomplished and giving yourself a little space for grace and really just absorbing and really appreciating how far you've come along on this journey so far and really enjoying the journey as you're going along and seeing how much you've grown, seeing the path that you've gotten, how far you've gotten down the path and everything like that. I think it really makes the journey so much more enjoyable because we're still continuing to grow. We're still expanding. And then it's just so exciting at this time for you guys and also for ourselves too. Totally. Yeah. So I would love to also ask you what's next for you guys. Uh, So we're growing. We expect to have several parks next year. And we're also starting to scout RV parks, which have similar infrastructure to the mobile home park. So a very sort of similar space to hospitality focus. So a little bit of growth there, but even better return wise. And again, a lot of opportunity with mom and pop sellers there. So it's kind of pivoting to a very similar niche. And you also mentioned that you guys are starting to bring investors now. And where's the best place for you guys to start meeting your investors and spreading the word for where you guys are doing? Yeah. So our website, voyageinvesting.com has a ton of information about what we're doing, who we are. I also have a free case study on there on exactly how we turned around that first mobile home park and got that $400,000 in additional net worth. Um, So they can definitely check out our website there. So Amanda... How has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Honestly, it's given me a lot of confidence. I wanted to create a business 
And we have, like, we've been able to go into a new space, learn something new and show that we are successful in that area. And it just feels really good to have gone like full cycle on something and really starting to grow. I think it's, it's really exciting and it has us really prepared for what's next. And if there's one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started, what would that be? You don't have to start small. We bought a duplex right on the MLS and that was fine. But truthfully, there's no reason that you have to start with single family housing. You can get yourself educated and you can jump into a larger niche without having to make that single family leap. So just being able to go big and have the confidence to do that from the get-go. So then what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? Making a decision to do it. I think a lot of people spend so much time consuming information and educating themselves, which is absolutely necessary. But at some point you have to pivot and say, I have the confidence. Now I know what I'm doing and I need to go do it. And just making that decision that it is time and jumping in. And for you, Amanda, what was the best resource that you've utilized in your real estate career so far that has helped to propel you in your business? I really like the book, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. And just the mindset of, because so we were of the, hey, let's build it and then have virtual assistants go own what we build. And when you have people that are just taking ownership of the entire component for you, like I've created a course on mobile home park investing that's launching in January. And I have somebody building that sales page and building all of it for me. And so I created the content and they're doing it all on their own instead of me having to be so involved. And that takes a lot off of my plate to be able to actually get it done, to have somebody come and own that and move forward with it. And I think that book and just that concept of allowing other people to come partner with you and take full ownership of their piece is really helpful in being able to grow. Awesome. Well, Amanda, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your incredible journey and what you've accomplished so far. You know, it's not easy doing what you're doing, but you are definitely crushing in the space. And so I'm super grateful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Eileen. It was great chatting with you. And Amanda, one last question. Other than the website, was there any other place that, you know, the listeners want to find out more about you that they can go out and reach out and find out more? Absolutely. I post a lot of information and tips on real estate investing in general and on mobile home parks on Instagram. So check it out. Follow me, Investing with Amanda. Awesome. Thanks again, Amanda. Thanks so much. Have a good one. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.